Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. You see, I believe everyone has a story that is unique, just like our fingerprints that put us on the paths and the journeys of our lives. Some find purpose. Every story can help heal, inspire, educate. My big word is to give hope. And so many of us are looking for that small word that has such a great expectation. And it does mean a lot because there are so many different things that everyone goes through daily, yearly, you name it, we're covered. (laughs) Today, my guest is Lauren Bantham, and she is currently the 2021 Miss Woman of Achievement for the United States pageantry. And I actually had the privilege of meeting her because I was one of the judges, but we'll get into that in a moment. Today, we're going to talk about motherhood. Motherhood, well, being a mom, it's it's a tough job. And there's a lot of things that I think that we forget. And one of them is, is who we are as an individual once we're given that title of a mom. Not that I'm saying a father isn't um, a great importance of a child's life. Absolutely, both parents are important. But motherhood, I think we take the hardest hit because we are expected to do so many different things and we forget who we are. So please help me welcome my guest today, Lauren Bantham. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And congratulations, by the way, on your win. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's still kind of sinking in. It's fun. My kids are enjoying it. And then when someone says it to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. I did win. (laughs) (laughs) And and then I want to give a shout out for the um, Woman Achievement uh, pageantry. It's not about just the crown or the sash. It's more of a... I want to say platforms and the platforms Mm -hmm. are just, we're giving an awareness that says, Hey, I have something that's important. I want to share. And I want to make a difference in this life that I am in for whoever and how many are willing to listen. So that is one of yours. And although your platform is embrace grace, we're going to talk about motherhood and you're welcome to put in embrace grace where it needs to be, because I'm sure that's one of the parts that keep you sane being a mom too. So how I read this is, and I am, I'm one of those moms. I was a young mom and I didn't have the support um, by any means that I have support. And I made it through. I'm very proud to say that um, I'm a happy mom. Um, my kids are older, but there were some struggles in there. And I think first starting off is accepting the fact, like you just said about your title, I'm a mom. That's great. Now what? So you were a young mom as well, right? I was. And that's how I got involved in later years with Embrace Grace. Uh, just a little bit about it. It is a organization that supports unplanned pregnancies. We are there for the aid of these moms who have found out that they are unwed and pregnant. And through mentoring and course studies, we really help try to make them the most confident in the decisions that they're gonna make for their baby. Fortunately for myself, I did have great support through my family. And so I was a very young mom. I honestly never, it never had entered in my mind that I would actually ever be a mom. Um, I mean, growing up, I just never really thought about being a mom. Um, The relationship that I was in, we never wanted children. And so, it all was a big shock to me and just kind of thrown in full force. Um, So it made me choose two paths. Either I'm going to grow up real quick and I'm going to make the best decisions (laughs) raising this baby, or I'm going to continue to 
kind of live vicariously and not be responsible anymore and still obviously have a baby, but um, not necessarily make the best choices. And so I was kind of at that turning point in my life, like, am I going to continue living one way or am I going to choose motherhood and make the best life for my child? And so that's, you know, what I did choose um, at the time. And being young, were you also wedded or were you a single? I was, I was not. We were not married. Um, I was in a very long relationship. We never planned on getting married. Um, and so just because we found out we were expecting, we also really thought through, does that mean that we need to wed? Um, we were... We knew that that would be the best option for our child to come from a home with two parents, but we also knew ourselves and we knew that it wasn't the best scenario for us to stay together. And it was a hard choice, but we knew we would be better parents separated for our child than staying together. That's very mature because there are a lot of relationships, even currently in the one that I had when I was younger, um, it was like a pressure that, oh my gosh, we didn't expect to have children and we weren't talking about a relationship that included being married. And then I myself um, had my daughter. Now I did end up having the relationship with um, the father for all those, for 17 years with both my children. I had two children with him. Um, <clears throat> you get this thought of the pressures of, oh my gosh, now we gotta get married. Or you've got the pressures of, wherever your upbringings are that you have to stay together and you have to find a way to make it work. When you already just said as a mature young 20 year old, you're like, we're not, it's not going to work for us to be doing that, but let's do this co-parenting thing. And it will still work out for both of us. Well, all three of us, because now you've got a, a child involved too. And those bring us to another part of our life going, now I'm a mom, I'm a single mom. I'm still doing all these other things I want to do. And so your life begins at taking care of another individual now. Yours is now put on hold or stopped. I'm not sure. It was. It was put on hold because you think, well, I've planned this course and this is what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden you're just like, well, that's actually not what's going to be the case anymore. And so it did. That started for me. I would not take back. And let me preface this. And I think any mom would. We would never take back anything that we've ever done for our children. But it did put me on this cycle of a mental a mentality of, well, this is what moms do. We put our life on hold. We don't pursue what we were doing because now my whole life has to center around this, our children. And I do think that the, our children should be a huge center of our life, but I do not think our identity needs to be found in them. And unfortunately, so many moms do that. Um, I think it's great. You want to be a stay-at-home mom? Fantastic. You want to be a working mom? Fantastic. You want to be both and you can be at home part of the time and work part of the time? Awesome. But I think we really have to stop and think to ourselves, what's the best course for me? And I didn't, even though I did choose to keep our son and to raise our son, I did, obviously, I was like, I have to provide for him. So I did continue. Thankfully, I was finished with school and I had just gotten into my career. So I was able to do those things, but being thrust into that and then all of the encompassing emotions and financial things that came along with that, I then quickly realized years later after I had gotten married and we started having children on my own, I was like, wait a minute, I, I, 
think I had hopes and dreams somewhere in there. Like <laughs> what happened to, like what happened to Lauren? And then all of a sudden I started like realizing like I love my children, but I'm realizing, wow, like there's a part of me that needs to be fed as well. And so I started seeking that back out and realizing it's okay to want other things. It's okay to not I shouldn't feel shamed for wanting to be other things along with wow. being yeah. a mom. Right. Like right. it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we were raised, if forgive me, I think we were raised, at least I was, and from, you know, just older generations that when you have a kids, when you have kids, you become June Cleaver. Like you stay home, you cook, you do all the things. And I think that's wonderful. And I love that aspect of being a mom. But I also realized I I have a knack and a niche for being able to pour into things. And it feeds me so that when I am June Cleaver at home, I'm the best one I can be instead of a very worn, thin, you know, domesticated mom uh-huh. at those times. And so I, I took that that shame off myself. And my husband was so gracious and supportive of being like, yeah, go get those dreams. You were created with certain um, dreams and destinies in your own heart. So don't put those aside. Maybe they don't all happen right now because you are a mom of multiples. You are homeschooling. You are running um, nonprofits. And so maybe not all of those things can happen right now. So it becomes then a prioritizing game. Where do I prioritize my time so that I'm getting each thing done well? And I have a couple of aunts that they didn't have children. And I think society thinks that you either have to be in a relationship or you have to be a parent. <laughs> and that's not the case. You've got you know people who have um, other choices. Their careers are their choices. And some choose not to have um, human kids. They have their pups. You know, that's still their love. And so something in society, I don't know where it's programmed that we have to have that. That is not the case. And when you hear those uh, phrases, you know, a mother's job, when she's at home, it's the hardest job. I think a mother's job, you just talked about a few different topics. I think a mother's job, no disrespect to a father. I think because we're expected to do all these things and be there for everyone else that we do get lost. And I can understand where postpartum comes into play or where someone decides that they have a midlife crisis going on. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, who is, because like you said, who's Lauren? what is Lauren going to do? Because Lauren was doing fine until this happened. And now she's super happy, but she also needs to continue to say, I'm still an individual here too. And I want to reach my goals and also teach my um, children who will be the future adults of my future and taking care of me when I get old or other people. Right. <laughs> well, and I think it, it, for me too, it boils down a lot, Christine, to communication. Like I think as women, we're supposed to just like, we take on this personification of like, I just bear it all. I don't say anything. And it's like, my husband and I have had a lot of conversations. I'm like, we chose together to have children. Like it wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm going to have kids and you're just going to help out for a second. Like we chose together to have kids. So we parent together. We do our house together. We do work together. It's their joint in all of the areas so that it doesn't land all on me or all on him. Now there are things that, you know, I do that I'm like cooking, for instance, I'm like, that's just easy because I'm here. But I think so often we just take on that role of just doing it all. And we shouldn't ask for help because that's a sign of weakness, which 
in actuality, it's not. To ask for help is so much strength of saying, I can't do this alone. There are, and seeking out other moms of like, how did you do it? Like, what expectations should I have on myself? What expectations do I need to let go? Like, is it okay to feel these ways? And I think the more we talk about it, the more natural and more um, easy it becomes. And we feel more confident to be like, okay, I can ask for help. It is okay to do these things. I am you know, a strong woman to say, I need help. And I, to back up your point a minute ago, like, I think there's this unwritten bar, unfortunately for women and no knock to men. Cause I love my husband, like with all my heart and soul. And I think and there, are some, and there are some good men out there. We want to, we want to give back yeah. to them and there's yeah. actually single dads. So yeah. I, yeah. But I think it's so interesting because like, as a young girl, you're raised to be like, well, you're going to finish school. And then where are you going to go to college? Then when are you going to get married? Well, now what about your career? And then what are you going to have babies? And then what are you going to have grandchildren? And I'm just like, why is there this always this benchmark that like I haven't arrived until I get to that thing. And then I get there for me, it was like, okay, I have a career. I'm married and I have kids. I've done all the things and I went to school, but yet I'm like, I've arrived here and I'm not satisfied. Like the world told me I needed these things. And I, and I sought after them wholeheartedly with joy, but now it's like, well, wait a minute, like what else is there? And then that's when I also started to realize like, okay, I laid down so much of what I could have been doing along those sides. And it's just unfortunate that for women, there is that just benchmark of like, you don't really become something until you've hit those things. And I'm like, I have made it a very strong point to never ask a woman, number one, if she's married, when are you going to have kids? Cause I'm like, it doesn't merit that like you've got some special badge of honor or a single girl be like, so when are you planning on getting married? Like, like it's some sort of prize. <laughs> like You can't be an amazing person unless you hit those marks. And I'm like, that's not, I want to reshape how women think or people view a woman thinking that she has to hit these things in order to like be successful. And those things too, mine too, and my mind's going like, check, 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 check. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, not, not that one, not that one. And I'm not even thinking about that one, but you know, we, um, oh, I totally just had a brain fart. Um, we do get lost in those things. And when you do meet those check marks, the men aren't stopping their careers we are stopping our careers and kudos to the women who can have, and I was one of them. I was going to college, working full time and taking care of a small six month old when the relationship wasn't in the beginning, what the check mark was, oh, so you're going to have a kid. Now you guys are going to get married. That is not what happened in my life whatsoever. I did everything backwards. You've heard that phrase by the, the cart before the horse, right? I had the cart and the cart was full, <laughs> but I kept pushing and I was a young mom too, trying to go to school, trying to still figure out who I was, because I don't know about you and you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong at 20, I didn't know nothing from nothing. And, and I was not that kid, mind you, that said, when I turn 18, I'm out of here. I was like, I, first of all, I didn't even get the option. My mom's like, you're 18, you're out of here. And I was like, <laughs> Right. And then you, and you have those families too, and you have other scenarios, but mine was nothing ideal. And, um, even to this day on that checklist of things you were just talking about, um, 
And I've had tragedy where I lost my daughter and I have my son who's 26 and he reminds me, he saw now that he's a young adult and he's seeing his friends have kids and he doesn't have kids yet. Him and his girl are doing everything. They bought the, the horse and they're, they're getting the cart and filling it after, you know, <laughs> on the way. So they're planning, which is great. It will be less stressful. Um, but he, he has told me, I didn't realize how hard it was. You know, you add being a single parent, you have tragedy and then you just add life in it. Right. And mind you, I wasn't raised with boys. My mom was a single mom for many years, too. So the, throw that in there is like, oh, I have an alien. I mean, he's a boy, but he's an alien because I knew nothing about raising a boy. He reminds me all the time. Thank you, mom. And those I feel with the motherhood part, knowing all the stresses that I went through, trying to figure out who I am, trying to make things work that were never going to work, no matter how much I tried, I lost myself. And then I lost myself again when my daughter passed away in a tragedy that I was involved in. And so here I felt like I was still going on this roller coaster of trying to figure out who Christine is while I'm still trying to keep everything in check as a mom. And so he says to me, I didn't realize how hard it was. And I appreciate everything you've done. So I feel like I got that. I got that award right there. That's like one <laughs> I will hold on and more than any crown, any title, any anything, because there is a lot of sacrifice in being a mom. And not that I want to take away from men who are single fathers, but society, like you said, has an expectation of certain um, things that we're supposed to achieve. And I did recently tell my son, and, I, and he's 26, and I said, um, so just check in on, you know, you and Lexi about your, your plans and family and stuff. I said, cause it's your life. It truly is. And I, and I do believe that, but I'm just letting you know that I have some dreams of what I want to see myself at before you become parents. That makes me grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> so don't put me on that expectation list. And I always make mistakes, but he says, oh no, no, no. We're going to enjoy living right now. So you have a few years. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> I don't know that many people can do that with their kids because <laughs> there are people. No, but, saying, no, but that's a great testament to you. And I mean, we're hoping to cultivate and that we have an almost 19 year old here in our home. Well, not in our own, on our property. He has his own apartment okay. <laughs> um, in that, but raising them and raising our other children, it, it's so a testament to communication with you and, and him. Like there has been so much open communication and we have that with our own children that they're comfortable saying these things and they're comfortable talking about things. And we have, we live a very like non-typical life in that we are very slow here out in our, in having, even when we lived in the city, we live in the country now, but even in the city, we were, we went a against the grain of what we're taught, which is like fast paced, keep up with the Joneses, have all the things. And our family is very much more simple, not that we don't have nice things or that we don't want things, but that we really are methodical about where we put our time and our energies. And that just says a lot to you just about communication. And so that's one key thing about our family is like communication is key and to slow down and really enjoy life. Like there's no rush into getting from one thing to another and touching on that too, is that we've, you know, I like you, I didn't know what my life looked like. I mean, at 20, <clears throat> I mean, we've been raised in a home for the last 19 years, kind of going to school and told we had to keep a job and told what we're doing. And then all of a sudden we just expect our children at 18, 19, 20, 21 years old to be able to like go out in the workplace and like be an adult. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, that is such an unrealistic expectation. I was like, there are, there are some 
that they do know from very early on what they want to be. And they are extremely driven and they get them done. And I am completely floored by those people. That was not me. And we wanted our children to know that too. And our son who's 19, I'm like, I'm not asking you to know what you want to do for the rest of your life, because I think that's an unrealistic expectation, but we would like you to have some goals and we would like you to work towards those goals. And we would ask that you would start showing us that you're responsible because we want you to be the most successful human being on the planet when we like put you out into the world. I don't want you to get out there and start floundering, floundering around and then look back and be like, why didn't you prepare me? And be like, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> and so I think, I think it's honestly smart that we give our kids more room to grow and to experience life and to understand where they want to go before just like letting them loose and saying, I hope you make it. <laughs> I know, honestly, I'm, um, I still have this little girl. I think it's probably part of my past where I had this little girl trapped in this adult body. So <laughs> I understand it's one of those things where you tell the kids, like you said, you want them to be the best individual. And I am firm about that one. And I, and I treat everyone as if it was myself, gentle, kind, understanding, I get upset with myself sometimes. So I get upset with other people too, you know, there's so many different things, but the reality of it is we don't all communicate that that's what it is, but it is our responsibility as a parent to teach our kids, like you said, to be the best that they can. And that doesn't always happen. So with that being said, what would you give as far as advice for someone who may not, may not have the structured life that you had that may have missing pieces, not the support they um, are looking for? Where would they be able to find that? Okay, so this will be my plug for Embrace Grace. They, We are a nationwide organization. And Christine, I could talk till I'm blue in the face about how wonderful the program is. We are in 48 states and six countries. You can get on to embracegrace.org, I believe, and <clears throat> type in your area code, and it will actually pull up any meeting groups that are around where you're at. If there isn't one, then you can actually request that one be started. Uh, and it's just, that's where I would start because there, those women that are wanting to mentor you or wanting to mentor these women want what we've been talking about, communication. They want you to be successful. They want you to be able to support your family in the best way possible. We also offer support and aid in those areas. And they, and so... <clears throat> And a huge testament to what we're doing as far as Embrace Grace goes is I can't tell you how many girls that have gone through the program of just mentorship and self-discovery and helping build self-esteem and then understanding even simple things of like a budget and how to how to write a resume and types of things to build their confidence have then come back years later and said, I want to be a mentor now. I want to start a group because I know how much impacted my life whether I kept my baby or put my baby up for adoption. And it's it's those stories that you think, okay, what we're doing is working. It is super successful. And then they're setting up a legacy to help their own family in the future be successful on how to replicate in their own home then how to be the communicator, how to be the encourager, how to be the mental stability in their home. And so that's our desire. And so... That's what I would encourage a woman to do is really reach out and look for resources through Embrace Grace. Because like I said, we have so many 
um, meetings out there happening. And there may be one pretty close to you. And like I said, if there's not, we are obviously like we're doing now, there is Zoom things that can happen. There are other ways for women to find mentorship so that they don't feel alone. Because right now, unfortunately, with the pandemic and where we're at, as far as the economy goes, it is a time that they could feel extremely isolated because they are home. We, people aren't getting out as much. Um, and so we don't want them to feel like they're going through a difficult situation alone. That's the last thing we want anyone to feel because when you're a single mom or an unplanned pregnancy, you already instantly feel shame, guilt, and isolated. It's just unfortunately a fact. Right. And so the last thing that we want is because of the pandemic for you then to physically actually be alone. And so there are so many resources that we have that we want to extend to these girls. Perfect. Um, before I ask my final question, um, is there a certain age group that this uh, support group of Embrace Grace that you have to be? Because it's not just women that are in their 20s, there are women that are starting for the first time or starting over in later years and the times have changed. That is a great question. And no, there isn't. We have had girls extremely young come through the course and we have had women up into their 40s or 50s actually come through and be like, oh, <laughs> done you know I'm just you know I'm whether it's through yeah like and you're like okay we've got you covered here because it is like even if you think like I'm so strong and mature I mean I had a baby late in the game just here recently I just turned 40 and had a baby and thought we were done um after almost seven years and it was a shocker even then to me at 40 to be like whoa okay <laughs> like starting <laughs> over so yes there is not an age limit for any woman to come and the site again, before I ask my final question. I believe it is. I should have looked this up. I'm so sorry. Embracegrace.org. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And my final question. I love asking this question because I learned something new, not only about myself, but about other people, which allows me again, and as we mentioned in the beginning, to be a better individual. That's what I strive for. I truly, truly do. A lot of people don't know how to take me because I really am genuine to go, I want to know more so I can be a better person how to treat other people who may not talk about their stories, right? My final question is this. What message would you like to leave our listeners based on your journey? What? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> woo, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Won't be the first I time. <laughs> I would want the listeners to know that you're not broken, though you may think that you are, and you may think that you are marred trash or unfixable, that you're not, that it is in those moments of brokenness that we come back probably stronger than we ever imagined ourselves to be because it's it's a beautiful thing to come back and walk through hell and come back stronger and be able to turn around and help the women that you once were. And so I would just encourage them that, that, and like we say at Embrace Grace, we want everyone, every woman to know, including myself, that you can have your dreams and your baby too. So you are allowed to be all the things that you want to be. You don't have to just pigeonhole yourself into being one thing in life. Being broken is actually beautiful when you put it all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. 
That's beautiful. See, I love asking that question. And I know that there are other people who can relate to that. So, yeah, and we don't have to know everything. We, are, we don't have to be perfect. And and what we see on the outside is not always what's going on on the inside. And beauty is not everything. And as, as much as society is shallow about a lot of things, whether it's what we look like on the outside or what we drive or how much money we do or do not have in the bank account, you still, <clears throat> excuse me, you still matter as an individual and worry about your journey and your pieces will come together as you were intended to be uh, as the individual that you were created. Would you agree? I would. Everyone's story will impact someone. You just have to start talking. Yes. And as you already mentioned, you don't have to have shame. That's where you actually open the door to other people who go, I was feeling that and I don't have to. I'm relieved of that. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you, Lauren, for being my guest this morning. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. And congratulations on your title. I look forward to seeing the uh, the year and what you are doing. I've already seen you read books to some schools, which I want you to know that I actually am going to be a part of a read. I think it's a national uh, March 9th where you read to children across America. And I'm actually, because of you, I saw it. I was like, I want to do that that day. So I signed up to do that. That's so much fun. I know it's something so small and like in my mind, I thought this is so tiny, but like so many people have reached out and like, that's such a great idea. And I was like, I know I want to do it again. <laughs> I used to take my kids from there a little to the library as a single mom, didn't know the resources, didn't even know there were any. And I would go to the library and would read or get the, the, um, well, they're not the same way now with the movies where you stick them in the VHS. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that was how I was always educating my kids, even though I didn't have much to know what I was doing. But I think I did okay. So, um, yeah, let's, let's just embrace grace and embrace who you are. Yes, ma'am. Thank you to my listeners yet again for listening to another amazing story of a lady who is making a difference in her community and individually. If you have a story that you want to share, know someone who has a story or you too have an organization in your community that you want to be heard, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care.